It's a button. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 100 of Angular Air. Yeah, 100. I know, I know it's pretty big. Of course, we got a special plan. We're going to spend the next hour demoing 100 different ways you can do object destructuring in JavaScript. <laughs> pretty awesome, right? No, I, just kidding. We're not going to do that. That'd be pretty bananas. I don't even know if you could do that, uh, if there's 100 or not. But we do have a special episode planned. We've got, uh, we brought back all the hosts of the past. We flew them in here digitally to join us <laughs> and talk about uh, this show and where it came from, what it's been through, and where it's going. So let's get right to it. Uh, say hey, we got uh, Todd Motto joining us. Todd, what's going on? Hello, hello. I sound so boring next to you Americans. You're like, hey man, how's it going? I'm just like, hello. <laughs> I'm so boring. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Everybody on uh, Twitter always loves your uh, accent. They're like clamoring about your accent. So I don't know. I feel kind of left out. Most people just read the tweets in a Bond accent. So. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We got Kent C. Dodge joining us. Kent, how's it going? Great. Hey, everyone. And we got Jeff Welkley with us. Jeff, what's going on? Not too much, Justin. How are you doing? Doing great. Doing great. So awesome to have you guys here. So uh, let's talk history of the show. Uh, let's talk about its beginning. You know, uh, Ken, Todd, you guys started this thing. Uh, why don't you uh, give us a rundown? Of, like, why did you decide to start the show? Uh, it started with a tweet from Todd. Todd, you remember that? I did try and find it, but I tweet too much garbage. So <laughs> Google was no help. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what I said. It was or when it was. I I was looking at doing some kind of talk show of some kind. So I tweeted saying, "Oh, if we did like a hangout on air, would that even?" I think hangouts on air was quite new at this time. So I was like, "Would that even be cool if we did that and just talked Angular and then?" I can't remember how we got into the conversation, Kent, but we we decided to go full full systems go on it, and it was pretty pretty good. <laughs> yeah, like I'd actually also had thought about doing something like this um, a little bit, and and so when I saw your tweet, I was like, oh, dude, yeah, that would be cool. Let's do this, and and I've, at first it was more like let's just have a conversation about Angular. Like it wasn't going to be a podcast at all. And I don't think that we ever uh, ever really intended it to be like a regular thing. Um, I think we started out at like, oh, we'll just try two week every two weeks, and and our first guest was going to be uh, John Lindquist. Uh, we we're just going to chat. Um, but after that first episode, people started asking us like, was this recorded? And we're like, yeah, it's on YouTube. And people are like, well, I want to listen to it in my car on my commute. And we're like, oh, like. <laughs> I mean, data, I guess. <laughs> Watch it in YouTube, on YouTube in your car. I don't know. And so uh, I decided to try and find a, a place to host it. And I think y'all are still hosting it on Podbean. Um, and uh, yeah, it, um, it actually went pretty quick. And actually, for our first episode, like I said, we were going to do John Lindquist. And we decided, uh, or like, Aaron Frost reached out to me and was like, hey, dude, you're doing this podcast and that's super cool. Like he was on Adventures in Angular um, and he's like, this is awesome, but you can't, like John Lindquist is cool, but you can't start your podcast with John Lindquist. <laughs> like, 
you need to start it with the Angular team. And so he hooked us up with Igor and uh, Mishko, and we, we got some of the Angular team on um, for our, our first show. And so we called it Episode Zero, because I didn't want to go through and change uh, Episode 1 to uh, episode, or Episode 2 or whatever. So we started at zero. So this actually episode 100, this is technically uh, 101, I think. <laughs> well, actually, I, I think it's probably like 105. There have been a, a couple very similar things to what you're describing, Ken. We're like, didn't want to reorder episodes. And so <laughs> I, I would do like, I, I think there's a couple where it's like uh, 74.5 or something like that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I remember you did your Star Wars one uh, last year. <laughs> Yeah, I was recently working on updating the site and, and some of the data we have in there. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just take this list of all the shows and I'll auto increment it, right? And to get this episode number. And I did that. And all of a sudden, I'm like on episode, yeah, like five ahead of what I'm saying it is. I'm like, oh, <laughs> something's going Sorry on here. And then, yeah, I saw the 0.5 episode and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. And, and actually, there, there was also one lost episode um, that I'm just thinking about now that uh, we recorded one episode with Steve Sanderson from Microsoft. And it was like, I was really interested to get his feedback. He's a super smart guy, but the recording was just awful. Like it, it was like just unlistenable. And like, I, I just basically abolished that from the memory banks of like, um, like I, you could probably find it somewhere on YouTube, but it's not in the list. Nice. nice. Well, I, I definitely want to get in and talk about episode zero. Um, but before we kind of dive more into that, so why did you guys decide to do this video podcast instead of like just straight audio podcast? Was there a reason or? I don't think there was a, I to be honest, I, I've never listened to a podcast in my life apart from when I was like 12. So podcasts were just like old to me. So I was just like, yeah, Hangouts works. Let's, let's just have a call. And I worked at a company that we just used Hangouts like every day. So that was just literally the easiest thing that yeah for me it's always just been the easiest thing like when i when i branched off to do javascript error i stuck with hangouts because like it the whole thing gets recorded automatically i don't have to worry about making sure everybody installs special software and, and records their stuff and like oh what if the recording fails or something or like if if the host falls off or something they can jump right back in and and uh, youtube or hangouts is still going um so yeah like it was all about the simplest thing and like um we never made money on angular air it was um and on javascript air I, I just i got sponsors to cover costs um so it was never really about like let's make a super high quality podcast uh, we were just doing the best that we could with the time that we had which was like very little um and so yeah like I, I think it was. It's mostly about how easy it is to use Hangouts. And did you? Um, was this your guys' first uh, video podcast or any type of foray into this? And did you have aspirations to do this, or was this more kind of like, oh, hey, everything's fits the tweet that went out, and let's let's just kind of do this thing? Or were you like, oh, I want to get into this podcasting, video casting game? How do I do that? It was just one of my late night drunken ideas that can happen to. <laughs> Come by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I don't yeah. think there was ever like an end goal. It was just kind of like, like I, I sometimes come up with random ideas and this, I mean, it's nothing like unique or anything, but I think it was just, uh, does anyone want to do this with me? And then we kind of connected and we're doing loads of Angular at the time. Angular 2 was kind of, 
or we're not allowed to say that anymore, but Angular 2, the original Angular 2 was up and coming. So we were allowed to say it back then. And um, that's uh, when we kind of, I think it was around when Angular 2 was kind of kicking off. So yeah, we decided to, to go with it then. We mostly just talked Angular 1 for quite a while though. Mm. Yeah, it was it was never like a formal, hey, let's do a podcast. It was always just like, hey, let's just chat about Angular stuff and, and maybe like because it's recorded, it could be useful to people in the future. And uh when when it started when it turned into a podcast though, it was um I was really pleased because I, I remember um I've been listening to JavaScript Jabber and um Adventures in Angular and a bunch of other podcasts for um I think about a year at the time. And I just like I remember sitting in my car listening to those and and like trying to be a panelist in my mind or like in the car just like oh no but what about this you know like I don't know if anybody else has done that before but like I I, I wanted to be a part of the conversation um, and uh, yeah so like starting up a, a podcast uh, to kind of force my way into the conversation um, was a pretty. Uh, effective way to to go about doing that um and you know like after 100 episodes of angular air um i want you to share some stats with us actually I, i'm sure there are several hundreds of thousands of downloads and and um, views on youtube and subscribers and stuff and that that's pretty cool um that there are so many people um feel like it has worthwhile and and been helpful to them and and i think that was kind of the impetus for the whole thing is like we can have a chat um and um maybe it'll be useful to some people and it turns out it was i don't know i, I think a lot of the early success was because with the visual element uh you know kent and todd are such hunks that it sort of created this sort of uh envy among the angular community of just wanting to see this you know that's something that's missing when you just hear the audio um so i think the hunk factor was was pretty huge it's all about the hair. Uh, Mine's in inspired by Jeff, so I can only can only pass that compliment down. Well, I guess since we're on that, let's get into this episode zero. And uh, first off, you had the whole damn NG team there. Like, were you worried? You know, I know you, you talked about like we want to come out the gates firing. Like, were you worried about like you're never going to be able to top that level of guests? I mean, everybody was there. I was peeing my pants, that's for sure. <laughs> I was like, freak, dude, like, we don't even know if this thing's going to work. Like, we've never done this before. So I was terrified. Yeah, I was, I was really scared. It wasn't so bad because I think it was, I think we had like four days notice or something like this because the episode one and then the episode zero and episode one was like a week and a half away, I think. And then it was like, ah, the Angular team are actually coming on. So I don't think I, I didn't have mentally time to pee my pants. <laughs> but that no, was good. And then I think starting it with the Angular team is a, a good idea. I think there was some messaging that they put in there to kind of give people an idea of expectations with the new version of Angular. Um, so that was kind of helpful for them as well in a way to kind of like just calm the waters a little bit and induce some. It, do you guys remember the stash that uh, Brad Green was rocking for that episode? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was awesome. 
Yeah, that that was a fun show. Like, um, you know, it was our first time, both of us, and and I'd never met the Angular. Well, no, I had met the Angular team before, but um, yeah, like I just look up to them so much, and and I wanted them to have a good experience. Um, uh, like it wasn't a show then. I just I wanted them to have a good experience uh, in the, the conversation. Um, I wanted it to be useful to people, and like I, I think that was when I realized. Um, when when you can provide a platform for people to talk about things, um, then you can get really cool people to talk with you about things. Um, and so, like um, people, like like people are generally nice and and they want to answer your questions and whatever. Um, but there's only so much time that they have available to them to do that kind of thing. But if you can demonstrate to them, like, hey, this will help more than just me. Like your impact will be on hundreds or even thousands of people. Um, then they're much more willing, and and so like, and that continued through all of Angular Air, uh, through JavaScript Air. I started JavaScript Air with Brendan Ike, like the inventor of JavaScript, and and it was only possible to do that by uh, giving a, a venue for uh, their message to be to be shared out. And I I just think, um, like that that's maybe a takeaway for for somebody um, if if you can provide a platform for people to make a, a big impact. Then you can have some pretty cool experiences with people, and that, yeah, that first show uh, was kind of the start of all that. It was really an awesome experience. Yeah, because you really have to, you know, get that right. That you got to get that community buy-in and the Angular team buy-in to like this is going to be a source of of content, right? And so coming out the gate with the team on there was definitely, I think, added to that. Um, <clears throat> You know, so what that I think that was like November of what 2014. Uh, you guys are all kind of well-known big shots now. What, what was the state back then for you guys and your presence? Like, do you think that played into it as well, or were you guys kind of feel that you were maybe unknown then, and so you're really taking this shot at okay, we got the Angular team on here. How are we going to continue this and get people knowing that like we want to provide this content, and you guys, everybody should keep tuning in to follow that. Everybody knew Todd already for like ever. Like I'm pretty sure that Todd's first baby steps were live streamed and everybody was watching. Uh, <laughs> nobody knew who I was. I just think it's been so long and I still can't grow a beard. So it's nothing's changed for me really. <laughs> well, you're still like super young. So, you know, give it some time. Still 13. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was thinking like this, uh, you know, we've gone through this iteration of host, right? And you're kind of, normally you're passing things down from generation to generation, but I think we've kind of got this like reverse generation, like <laughs> Benjamin Button thing going on. Like, not, I mean, you know, I don't know. Everybody's getting older. I don't know. That wasn't intentional. <laughs> cool. All right. So, um, Let's talk about the first handoff, uh, Jeff. When uh, when you came into play, like how did that come about, and when did you take over? And could you guys give us a story here. You know, I'll even take a little bit of a step uh, earlier than that. That um, you know, I, I think that I, I first started to get to know Kent. You know, after he started the show, and I was uh, by far the biggest troll of the show. So that's for uh, sure. <laughs> so you, you know, I. I, I, I like poking 
fun at certain things, um, but like in particular with, with, with Kent, it was it pr provided just me a lot of personal satisfaction because uh, Kent is such a good sport, number one, um, but also he has certain quirks that play right into my wheelhouse of my sarcastic and uh, trolliness. Um, so like, for example, uh, w one thing that it was great is that uh, Kent, you know, comes up with this Google Doc of like the schedule and the outline, right? And um, he, he, you know, will we'll go down it and, and part of the thing is like, let's say, answering Twitter questions. So he'll go and read Twitter questions and at one point, I think at first it started innocently enough, but I realized at one point that, you know, Kent uh, doesn't have like the filter to like not answer a question, like he'll just read it. So like I just started putting questions in there to like, uh, you know, basically that he would continue to read, but then halfway through be like, wait a second here. <laughs> I didn't mean to like. <laughs> this so, like, happened like more than one time. And I, I think after like two or three times, I finally, uh, I would check first, who is it that wrote this? <laughs> and if it was Jeff, like, no, no, I'm not reading that. And then eventually I was like, I should probably censor these in general anyway. So no, I don't make that mistake as much. But yeah, I totally remember getting trolled on Twitter <laughs> from Jeff. Yeah, I mean it was Sometimes. all good fun, good fun. It was nothing that bad, but but, uh, yeah, but no, was... that, that, yeah. So 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 we he invited me on as as a guest a couple of times, and then um, uh, yeah, I mean Kent, uh, you you can maybe get into like why you were thinking about leaving there, but uh, you know basically uh, from my side of things, when Kent was thinking about doing a different show, um, I think Patrick and I you know talked to him about hey, you know we we were really still interested in Angular Air. Do you mind if we kind of keep it going? Um, and so he was all for that. And that was kind of a great, like, kind of handoff. Yeah, it, it went really smoothly. Like, so um, I got the panelists on, we, you can look in the history on angularair.com. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, like, because there was, like, an introduction to the panelist show and something. But it was, it was after, like, just a couple months of the show going and, um, like, uh, Todd kind of dropped off. He had some uh, things come up in his life. And so I, I didn't want to keep doing uh, things by myself. And so I, I think I brought Olivier on first uh, and then started bringing uh, some more panelists. And And one of the things that I realized as I brought panelists on it was the show got better the more people we had on. Um, so I know lots of podcasts will have um, just a, a handful, like one or two people just talking between each other. And, and that can be like, th there's some benefits to doing something like that. Um, others will have two people who are regular and, and then have some guests, like one guest they'll interview or something. And there's benefits to that. But one of the things I really liked about Angular Air and JavaScript Air was um, the number of people that we had on and um, the like diverse opinions and, and perspectives that that brought. Um, and so, yeah, as, as I kept on thinking, oh, like, this person's awesome, I should have them as a panelist on Angular Air, or this person's really cool, they would probably have a really great perspective, and and I just brought a bunch of people on, and I realized, like, it makes things really interesting, and it also, like, reduces the amount of burden on any individual person, uh, because if they can't make it, it's, like, it's no big deal, and, and that's one of the, like, challenges of having a live show, is you want to have it at the same time every week, uh, that consistency is really useful. Um, and so when you have that, like it can be challenging for people to make it every single week. So having lots of panelists was useful for that too. Anyway, so I brought uh, Jeff on uh, because despite his trolling, he was he actually ha does have really great things to say and, and a really good perspective he brings 
uh, especially like the the wild things that he did with SEO and Angular One. Um, he has a really deep understanding of of Angular. Um, and so when I was thinking like uh, about switching, um, like part of the motivation was like I I was changing jobs. I was uh, going from Alianza to PayPal, and at Alianza I'd uh, been doing a lot of Angular stuff, and it was awesome. But at PayPal, I would be going over to React, uh, cue Jeff's trader um, <laughs> sound effect or something. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I um, I just didn't feel like it would be like honest, I guess, uh, for me to continue doing an Angular podcast. It, it didn't really make sense. You know, it's not um, a matter of being honesty. I don't think so, Kent. Uh, like, I think it's more um, one thing I've found, and, and you, I, both you and Todd probably will agree with this, is that you know, we only have a certain amount of time in the day. You know, we, we can't do everything. And we, I think all three of us, all four of us, uh, want to help the community in different ways, right? But it becomes very hard if there's misalignment. Like if, if, you're, like if you're doing something that is aligned with your job and like with stuff you're already doing, then it's much easier to help the community in that way. But if you're trying to do something else, even if it's interesting, that's not aligned, then it just requires more work. It takes away from what you're doing, and it just becomes harder to sustain it over time. Um, so I don't, I don't think it was a uh, you know trust or whatever thing as much as just you know uh, it's not like you stopped doing stuff for the community. It's just that you kept you know alignment with what you um, were doing for your day job, really. Yeah. Yep. Totally. And and like also when when you're not doing it for your day job, you're kind of like uh, you you kind of lose touch or you lose context, and so like. At, at this point, I couldn't say anything about Angular. Like, I, I don't know the, the framework anymore. It's been over a year um, since I, I stopped doing Angular stuff. Um, and it's not that I don't like Angular. I think it's great. Um, it has a lot of really awesome things about it. I just don't do it anymore. Um, I don't have as much uh, that much time. So anyway, that was kind of the reason uh, why I decided, OK, I, I shouldn't be the one doing this show. But at, at no time did I want to want for the show to stop. I, I wanted it to keep going, especially since I had such active panelists um, who could keep it going. And in fact, there were a couple times where panelists would actually run the show, and I, I would, wasn't even there. Um, and Jeff, Jeff did that a couple times, um, and, and it worked great. So um, actually, a couple, like two weeks before I, uh, we actually did the handoff, um, and before I'd even mentioned that I was going to uh, be like phasing out of the show, Patrick came at, uh, reached out to me and said, "Hey, like, how would you feel about um, Angular class kind of managing the the back end side of the show, like managing like because it is a ton of work. Like all all of us probably know, it is so much work to run this podcast, um, and and we can automate stuff, but there are some things that are just really hard to automate, and so." Um, yeah, so he's like, "What if, what if we handle all that stuff and you just keep on, uh, keep doing the hosting thing, and, and all you have to do for us is, is say, hey, sponsored by Angular Class.'" I was like, "Yeah, that sounds really interesting. That free up a lot of my time." And then by the time I started thinking that I wanted to phase out of the show, I thought, "Oh, well, maybe I'll just hand the whole thing off over to them, and they they can keep it going." Um, and Patrick suggested that Jeff uh, be the the official host in Angular Class, take care of the the management stuff. And uh, that worked out like really perfectly. We had our, our last episode um, with uh, Kyle Simpson about um, learning JavaScript, I think. Um, and we did the big announcement of JavaScript Air starting up, and we're handing this off. And, and uh, yeah, it worked out really well. I, was, um, I couldn't have been happier with the, that transition, because uh, the, the show 
um, lived on and, and people uh, kept on following it and it's still helping people today. So, Awesome. <laughs> Jeff, were you ready to take it over at the time? Yeah, I mean, it, it worked out well timing-wise for me because at that time I was starting to ramp up like a number of things I was doing in the Angular community. So I, I just uh, spoken at a couple conferences, Angular U and um, uh, another one over over that summer, NG Vegas or something like that. And I, I wanted, I really wanted to speak at um, NG Conf. Like so, I I, I think the. The year before, if I'm remembering correctly, the years. Um, oh yeah, that that was it. That I really want to speak at NGConf, so I, I wanted to get involved so that um, basically to to both help people, but then also be able to uh, you know use that as, as a way of saying like, okay, uh, you know, I, I want to have something behind you when you when you apply to be kind of a speaker for like that, which is the biggest Angular conference of the year or whatever. Um, so that, that did work out well, I think, you know, not only um, speaking last year at NGConf, but, you know, we actually had Angular Air taping um, at uh, the conference. And actually, that's where Justin, you and I um, really started talking uh, last year at NGConf. Yeah, yeah, and I want to get into that too. Um, but so then, what did you do as far as like, okay, you're on the table now, you're hosting, now you got to you know manage all this stuff. You got some help from Angular class to manage the back end stuff going on. But you know, and, and we didn't really get into this uh, with Kent and Todd as well, uh, lining up guests and figuring out topics, and especially now we got this thing rolling once a week. I mean, it's a big task, right? So how'd you guys go about doing that? And uh, did you find well, it here? You know, did you have connections? Was it like, oh crap, now I got to make connections on top of finding the content? And then how do you keep on top of saying, look, I, I want we want to produce relative content that the community is going to be interested in, that they're going to be buzzing on, that sort of thing? Well, the, the good thing when I first started off was that I had like this sort of backlog of like stuff that I wanted to do, like I'd been thinking about. So I, I think um, maybe the first couple episodes we had like a couple people ad hoc that we like at the last minute pulled somebody in, but then um, there was a point where I sort of scheduled like four months out, you know, like basically four times, like yeah, like about twenty shows out, like of guests, which was like kind of a huge effort in uh, scheduling. Like I, I I was contacting all sorts of people and and getting them uh, lined up, and and this was just like. I, I, you know, just people from every different aspect I could think of uh, in the Angular community, you know, testing and reactive programming and like every everything you can think of. Um, and that worked well. Like it, we, we went through that whole batch and then I think I had like another big batch after that. Um, it got a little bit tougher then because, you know, after you, you kind of burn through, you know, your, your, your top items, then you got to get a little bit more inventive. You, you don't want to repeat uh, stuff and that type of thing. Um, so I think that's where we started to rely more on like the panel members and to, uh, you know, maybe kind of reach out to other people to come up with ideas. But it is hard. Like, I mean, like, I think definitely near the end of uh, the year that I was hosting, um, there were a couple of weeks where it was like kind of a last minute thing where we weren't sure because, uh, again, we'd just gone through every topic, main topic we'd think of. I But I think at that point, I sort of shifted from you know, the, the sort of bigger names and like um, main people that you see kind of on, you know, every, most Angular conferences that you go to, to um, people that you might not have heard as much about, but are very active in the community. 
um, that do a lot of work and, and starting to bring some of those people in. Um, so there's, I mean, it's just a huge community. There are many different types of topics and things you could bring in. Um, but yeah, that, that sort of going back to what Kent said, the, the effort to kind of keep up with it on a, a weekly basis uh, gets to be a lot regardless of how much you kind of like prepare. Yeah, that was one of the main reasons why I, I um, sunsetted JavaScript there. It was just like I automated so much stuff, um, but it's still like you can't automate away setting up guests and uh, setting up the shows, and it just takes so much time. So yeah, as far as like making connections and stuff, after a while, Java or Angular Air got to be pretty well known, and most of the time, um, when I would ask a guest to come on, I wouldn't need to explain what Angular Air was. Um, they they already knew, um, and so that actually made it pretty easy. Especially like people are really excited to share the things that they know with the community, um, and so yeah, like getting people to agree was was not as challenging. What was really challenging was was like time zones and uh, getting people like to agree on the specific time because it was really important to me to have it at the same time every week. Um, yeah, and so, and, and then like staying abreast on the, um, like what was going on in, in the community um, and uh, like making sure that we were relevant. That, that wasn't super challenging because that was something that I was doing already. Um, and and um, it was, like this actually was one of the ways that I did that um, was by regularly talking with people. Um, so yeah, but I, I think that um, scheduling is probably one of the hardest parts of, of podcasting. Um, if you're going to do just like you and one other person just chatting um, for an hour or, or like a half hour or something, then that that's not too bad. But if, if you try to add guests into that and multiple panelists, that's when it gets really challenging. But like the trade-off is you're getting um, uh, what I think is a lot more interesting um, content as well. So trade-offs. What about um, just the, the role of being a host, right? I mean, you guys kind of came into this and go, okay, we're going to have this chat session and we're going to kind of talk shop and get people discussing these topics. Cool. And then over time, you start, I think, falling into and going, Okay, I can kind of do these hosting things, right? Like I gotta drive the conversation. I gotta make sure we go from topic to topic. Um, I gotta keep people online. I gotta help maybe uh, cue people to start talking about a topic that I think uh, guests and, and viewers might want to hear more on. You know, even if I maybe maybe I know it, but I gotta phrase it in a certain way that prompts the guest to start talking about it more to help answer questions for the viewers. Like, did that all unfold for you guys? You start really kind of digging into that, or um, I think it was, um, <coughs> excuse me, I was telling you about my illness earlier. Um, no, I think it was one of these things that one, like when you have people on, it's it's kind of weird for you and them. Like they may have not been on a talk show before and then they don't know that you. it's like episode three of your entire life um, doing some kind of online podcast video kind of thing. And I think it's, once you get a kind of glue down, like the the shows have the not the same format but a similar format each week of we'll do this and then this and this and then finish off with this, but it's it's getting to that point where it's the the fun part is what do we actually say? And then you guys obviously introduce like the picks, which is like a new thing which we we didn't come up with at the beginning. 
I'm not sure when that was added though. Um, but like that's that's another good idea to like just circulate things around the community as well and just share things that might not have been found on Twitter timelines, etc. But yeah, I think um, having people on and kind of trying to meet expectations of listeners and try and give them something to actually go away with. Like I think the original idea, or we, I think Kent and I actually said maybe, I think, if I remember it correctly, we said that we would maybe do some kind of like pair programming stuff at one point and we would demo. Yeah, okay, I wasn't losing my mind. Um, and we would like just do like a weekly demo of something random if we like needed to or ran out of show. So yeah, it's too many ideas, but yeah, it's focused and, and people know what to expect. So you guys have done a better job than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like during the show um, was sometimes a little bit stressful, but most of the time it was fun. Um, like uh, um, uh, as I like got used to uh, telling guests what to expect of the show and stuff, I, I normally would explain it like just imagine that we just came out of a conference talk about reactive programming, whatever the subject was, and we're going to continue the our, our conversation about that topic um, at, at a conference, just like in, in the hallway track or something. Like that's what our conversation should feel like. We had a uh, like the Google Doc, and it was kind of there was an outline, and with Angular Air actually, and all the panelists, like we filled that outline out really nicely, um, and uh, like so it kind of gave us a place to go if something uh, it, like if if the conversation kind of died out. But normally it was just like. Um, a, a couple people talking about uh, stuff that we thought was was interesting, um, and it felt natural. That's one of the nice things about having this be video is we like maybe we don't get all of the social cues of like, hey, I'm going to be talking next or whatever, but um, we we can relate a little bit better because we can see each other. Um, and so yeah, like uh, I I started do when I started doing the Twitter Q and A thing, then I had to start monitoring Twitter. Uh, while hosting and that that got to be a little bit of a challenge um, and then like sometimes with with hangouts people would randomly get booted or like the, they wouldn't mute and like in the middle of the show like everything was fine but in the middle of the show it's like I think I'm going to start doing some feedback and so you would get like some really bad feedback when somebody wouldn't mute um, and so you always had to be like hey don't forget to mute yourself and like there are just some some weird quirks uh, with hangouts and stuff uh, that that made hosting a little bit um, on the stressful side, but at the end of the day, things were were pretty good, um, and it wasn't wasn't too bad. It was a lot of fun. You know, one thing I'll say about hosting is that it's um, not too bad to do an adequate job of you know if you want to start a show and and I mean it, like in some sense, I, I think Ken was really smart to. Just think of it in terms of like, okay, it's just like you you have a hangout with your friend and you just happen to be sharing it with other people, right? And uh, it's a very low bar of entry and, and to be honest, um, there's value you can get from that even if you're not like this, you know, perfect host that does everything, you know, uh, like speaks perfectly and sets up things in a perfect way. But as you start to think about it more and, and try to um, improve the show and, and think about the ways in which things can be better, I think it's one of these things where there's so many things and um, aspects of it that actually when you try to become like a super expert, if that's your, if that's your goal, 
it, it can be hard and there is a lot of thing room to kind of grow there. Um, you gain a better appreciation for when you do are listening to a radio show or something on TV or whatever, and they do a good job. You, like that's one thing I've really noticed is because I do listen to a lot of other podcasts, a lot of other shows, both technical and political and for fun. And I started noticing more and more some little things that other people do just with either their voice or the way that they manage the other people in the show or whatever. And I, I did, I mean, I don't think that I did uh, you know, perfect job of that, but I at least started to integrate some of that into, you know, what I was doing. And, and I, and I found that in, in addition to all the other stuff that we've been talking about in terms of meeting other people and keeping up to date with certain things, I actually personally enjoyed that aspect of kind of learning the craft of this medium, um, which was something I didn't necessarily expect when I started off, but um, I, I actually have enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah, you know, we talked about the um, panelists that you guys decided to start having these panelists and, and the value of having multiple people and these multiple ideas generated as we talk about these discussions and, and the value there. I think additional value of the panelists is that now it provides other people on the regular that can help do these hosting type of things, right? They can interject moments to help drive the conversation. They kind of know the game plan of what topics we're trying to hit. So at any given time, they could ask a question that'll help pivot it to keep the show moving forward. And, and they play a great role in doing that. Um, so that, that's definitely helped, I think, you know, and, and made the show better as well as having these panelists. So, and I'm gonna give a shout out to you right now to our panelists. Uh, we got much love for you guys. I uh, know you're not here with us for this show. Appreciate you giving us the opportunity to do this uh, host history thing. You guys, will, everybody will be back with us again, but we love you guys and, and so we'll shout out there. So yeah, so, and then I guess we could talk about the second handoff where I came into play. Um, I don't know. You want to, Jeff, you want to introduce that? Well, I, can, I can do the first part and you can do the second part because I, you know, I, like I started to mention, I, we, I, I think we had known each other from a, another conference, Angular U, I think, where we met and when we were both speaking and we kind of listened to each other's talks and gave feedback. And I think we enjoyed speaking, you know, talking to each other then. So let me, let me tell you a little story real quick about that. <laughs> we were at Angular U and it was like, yeah. Todd's giving us a little shot here in the uh, group chat. Uh, it kind of was a little love story uh, to a degree, right? So we're sitting there at, at Angular U, this conference. Um, what was it like a year and a half ago now, maybe? And uh, yeah. we're both speakers there. Uh, you and um, Patrick are going to talk about Angular Universal, right? We actually kind of, uh, myself, another developer that were there, um, we, we kind of knew you guys as the Universal guys, right? So it was kind of no surprise that you guys were going to be talking about Universal. Um, but we're kind of hanging out and it's late in the evening and I think you tweeted out or Patrick tweeted out like, hey, anybody around want to come listen to us try out our talk down in the lobby? And, you know, I'm edging my buddy and I'm like, dude, let's go. Let's go talk shop. It'll be cool. You know, it's like later night, you know, let's just go do it, you know. Uh, there are probably a bunch of people down there we could talk Angular and kind of, we have some questions, you know, Angular 2 is just starting to go in, in, in this alpha stage and we're kind of playing with it. Let's go down. And so we roll down. <laughs> Patrick and Jeff are down there at the table and like nobody else is around, right? 
And so then we, you know, so we kind of sit down, like, oh, yeah, yeah let's, let's talk. So, and then you guys kind of gave us your pitch of what your talk was. We listened to it. We're like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. And then we kind of immediately went into, all right, so listen, do you guys have any answers here? We're trying to do this thing with this dynamic component thing. You know, let's talk about this and stuff. So, yeah, that was our little story. It, it was this one th thing where it was totally awkward to begin with because if you think about the situation, it's like, you're down a lobby and you're like soliciting for like these unknown people to come down and meet you. Like, how could you not feel like a little bit dirty without that situation, right? And then these people come up and you're just like, hey, what's up? How you doing? And so like, sure, yeah, yeah. That, I, but, but once you got past all that like weirdness, um, I mean, just such a, a great guy and like was providing good feedback and like, I mean, we, we went through our talk and then he was talking about his talk. And then, I mean, after that, then we were all close friends and it kind of like went from there. Yeah, it's one of those things where you're just like, screw it, dude, I'm just doing it, right? Like you just gotta <laughs> meet people and do it. And I don't know, it's like, and I don't know. So, yeah, definitely excited. So we met there um, and then, uh, yeah, what was next? Oh, and then, the, I mean, I think we've, we've talked a number of times, but um, at NGConf last year, uh, I met with you in the bar. I mean, you did a great talk there. I mean, a really awesome talk that I loved on um, CSS and, and styles. Um, that that was awesome. And then uh, animations, right? Was part of it, or I forget. No, no animations. Yeah, just, it, just it was just the styles. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, we talked at the bar then that night about all sorts of stuff. Um, but I was like, you know. Uh, you definitely, I, I just knew as we were talking I was, that you would be an awesome member of, you know, Angular Air, and I was just like, you got to join. Like, they, they, you'd be awesome. Um, we should just, we could do all sorts of uh, things together, and, like, I, I could tell that he definitely had the ability to, like, not only be a host, but be, like, you know, an amazing um, host just with his, his silky, sexy voice. And... Uh, and just his presence. So, like, I, I, I really appreciate that, and and it definitely, uh, <laughs> it definitely was uh, true. I, I think once you joined as a panelist uh, for a while. Yeah. So I hopped on as a panelist um, for a few episodes, and that was really cool. Um, and then when I, you know, when I came in, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this panelist thing. I'm going to try and help drive this conversation, do those kind of things that we were talking about, and. Um, Loved it. I was excited about it. And then we started talking about the the possibility of you know you getting busy and needing to step away. And I'm like, heck yeah, you know, I'm ready. Let's let's do this thing. You know, um, was definitely excited to have that opportunity to to do it and help out really in any way. I mean, I you know, I I think all of us have been. It's it's all about what we can provide for the community and help out for the community. And and obviously like we're doing doing this in our free time to do it. Um, but it's because we all love to do it and, and are passionate about. You know, helping people, and so yeah, I was I was ready to help you, ready to help the show, ready to help our community, and yeah, definitely. I think I've, I've had a pretty good uh, luck streak going. Like so far, I've been able. Everybody I'm asking to come on the show as a guest has said yes, and every time I hand out like the schedule of okay, I got this open. Like I've had no conflict so far. Everybody like slides into the right spot, and mm. I've got a pretty good run right now. Knock on wood that. Uh, that, I've, that the scheduling has been probably like the easiest part of this whole thing. Yeah, and often often it is, but like it really takes, it just takes so much time. Like you sent, like 
Uh, and you like, I would copy paste things like in case you haven't heard of Angular Air, like here's what it is. And um, but yeah, it's still like I don't know. It it still took so much time for me. Hey, let's uh, let's talk about some uh, best moments, challenging moments, topics, stuff like that. So, do you guys have a best moment that you remember from the show? Um, anybody? I've got a very fond one, which is. Kent will love me for. I think it took Kent probably like 10 episodes to pronounce Olivier Coombe's name right. <laughs> I, I still don't best, say it right. Best or worst. <laughs> and it actually it took me the same number of episodes to get your last name right. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm actually, I'm notorious for names. Like, I'm, I'm bad at names. Like, every single episode, I'd mess up somebody's name. Like, uh, Kent, yeah. what, is, what is Carmen's last name? Popovicu? Oh, you've, you've been practicing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but don't ask me to pronounce Tar um, uh, Taro's name, his last name. I, I got nothing. <laughs> it's just Taropa. Yeah. Taropa. Oh, man. Taropa. I lose sleep every Monday night before a show where I've got names I, that I stress out on. I'm like, I, I don't, I want to nail these names. It's, it's stressful. <laughs> you've got like the yeah. most complex name out of all of us. Yeah, but I think it's pretty easy to, to say. I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't. I would spell it wrong. I'd spell it wrong. Yeah, I'm trying to remember like some special episodes. I I remember um, the first time that we went to um, on site at a conference. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, NGNL. Uh, Carmen was the one who set that up for us, um, and it was her idea. She said, "Hey, we thought it would be so cool if you would." Um, like come out here and and it worked out perfectly because I uh, just found out that I was selected to speak at a conference in Stockholm um, and so and that was the week before NGNL and so I was already going to be in Europe um, and so yeah like that was an awesome experience actually because that kind of opened um, my mind to the idea of doing on-site shows and and since then between Angular Air and JavaScript Air, I've probably um, done like 15 uh, conference shows. And <clears throat> I've, I've never gotten a whole lot of feedback about whether people actually like them or not, but I really enjoy them. Um, I, I think they're really interesting. Um, I tried a couple different formats of like having multiple guests on, and I think that's probably the, one of the most interesting uh, formats because you get to hear like six to 10 different um, topics at rapid fire um and it's it's really cool to be in person like the actually the javascript air episode at uh forward js last year was was really cool because we were on stage in front of everybody um and and uh just had a, a chat um and like being in person makes uh, actually a big difference um to the podcast so anyway uh ngnl was fun i remember um uh, like I, I forgot a mic or I didn't like have the right cords or something. And so we had to do a last minute thing for the microphone. It was like really crazy and hectic and scary. Um, and then we decided to lift up. I, I decided to take my laptop where my webcam was for the show and like lift it up and show everybody where the uh, conference was because we were right there uh, in, in the balcony. And I pulled out the, um, the plug for the microphone. So like halfway through the show, uh, for the rest of the show, you'll hear like this scratching um, because I pulled out the microphone. Um, but uh, yeah, like those those on on site shows were a lot of fun.
my two favorite moments were one was uh, at NGConf last year where we had the NGConf show, speaking of conference shows, and Kent came there. So we, we had uh, a show where, um, you know, not only Kent, but we had like, uh, actually, I, I, I loved the format. I, I hope that uh, we're able to do this again at some point because we had just a bunch of people in the room that we sort of lined up and people just kept on coming up like, uh, you know, for five minutes or so, just shoot a couple of questions at them and then they went off and like another person came up and that itself was fun. And then we ended, I, th I think he was the last one who came up was, was Kent and we, we had some fun, joked around or whatever. And, uh, you know, when I, I don't even remember what we talked about other than I was just like laughing for like half the time. Uh, so that was a lot of fun, number one. And then number two was actually a show that I don't think was uh, by far the, you know, definitely not the most popular, but it was one like I maybe loved the most, which was my Star Wars show that uh, Kent mentioned a little bit earlier. Um, it was something that like wasn't Angular related, but I was like, screw it, like Star Wars episode seven is coming out. This was last year. And uh, I had been talking to, I, I grew up with um, this uh, guy named Kyle Newman, who is a movie director. And he's done like a bunch of um, really B movies, I guess. Uh, you know, his biggest success was uh, this movie called Fanboys, which it, which if you haven't seen it, is a hilarious movie. You should definitely see it. There, there's actually a, n a number of really famous actors that are in it, but it's like early in their career. Um, and Kyle's done a number of you know pretty big things since then. Um, but he's ultra Star Wars fan. And we had him on the show talking about just Star Wars uh, under the auspices. Of, like, I think I threw in there one angular question random just to like, you know, say that it was an angular show. But in reality, it was just Star Wars. And um, the, my favorite part was near the end, he's he's married to a uh, famous actress, Jamie King, who's been in a number of different uh, movies. And she just came home from like shopping or something like that and jumped and just jumped right in and was like, what, what are you guys, what are you cool guys doing? And, and, uh, and so we joked with her, but the most amazing thing was she, I think knew more about star Wars than Kyle did. Like she, we were, we were piking her with questions and she just like, not only like trivia, but she like knew, she totally got like the uh, geeky, just like, uh, you know, esoteric, like why people like, you know, are so obsessed in the first place. I mean, it was very clear that she was like such a huge fan herself. And uh, this, just that whole interaction was just like so great. Um, so I know that uh, probably no one will watch that episode again since it's not actually Angular related, but um, you, you should, if, if you like Star Wars, it, it, it's a really interesting episode to listen to. That's awesome, that's awesome. My, <laughs> my best moment so far, um, was we started this uh, Today I Learned theme for the show. We've done two of them already, but our first one that we did, uh, where the panelists and I kind of came with several uh, different things, like did you know that you could do this in Angular sort of thing? And we each presented uh, the code and showed some stuff for like 10 minutes each. And it was like this riff session. Um, you know, I don't play in a band or anything, but I can imagine that's what it was like. I mean. I start doing some code and then somebody else jumps in and, and says, oh, you could also do this with that and this with that. And we just kind of went back and forth and demoed these things and just came up with all these different tips and tricks. And it just like, it was really exciting. And then we got a lot of good feedback about that. And it was, it was pretty exciting to introduce this new type of approach that we'll do every once in a while and, and to know that it was helpful. And that was definitely my favorite moment, moment so far. Um, what about memorable, memorable guests really quick? Uh, who was your most memorable guest that you guys had? 
Oh man, I need to see like a, a list of all of the guests because it's a lot. Um, I, I always really loved having Gleb or uh, uh, Tero on. They um, are just really, really smart people, really fun to, to talk with. Um, yeah, that um, for sure, uh, they're on my list of, of people I loved having on. The Angular team was always really fun to have on. The ng-conf organizers were fun to have on. Uh, they like to play off of each other, and, and they're they're just really cool, cool guys. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I, I'm sure there are more, um, but I, I, you know, I, I'm looking at actually that's what I'm looking at right now is the list of all of the the shows, um, and it's like nostalgia is washing over me. Um, but uh, yeah, we had some really cool guests. Todd, what about you? <clears throat> I don't know why I just unmute it and then cough. I should do it the other way around. <clears throat> um, now I always have a really amusing memory of um, the first episode, the episode zero, where um, I think Mishko came on like 20 minutes late or something like this, and he just kind of like popped up like, hey, and, and then we got into this thing. Angular 2 is kind of kicking off a little bit, and people were going crazy about the new syntax, and he was like, it's just syntax. Leave me alone. Like that was just amusing. That's always stayed in my head. Cool. And Jeff? Uh, there was one episode with Shy, Shy Resnick, where he totally got me. Like, I I mean, I he he does even knowing him, uh he he totally fooled me that he was talking, I think it was him and Jeff Cross, maybe, or something. And the um the other Jeff was speaking, not not Shy, but Shy was in the background and he all of a sudden was like, hey, shut up. He started like yelling at something off screen and was like, like really getting angry at something. And then like, like I, I was like, what is he doing? Like, why is he have his mic off? And it was this whole like act, but he was just like totally joking. But like, I totally got drawn into it. Like he, he was such like a good act and, and it ended up being hilarious. Then he was going like way over the top. And then finally I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so that particular episode, I, I don't remember what number it was, but that was like really, really funny. That was the one with the monkey sounds, wasn't it? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. That's it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, one time Olivier, I think this was one of the last shows, I think my second to last or something, Olivier was like, hey, Kent, I'm going to do this one, and uh, and you're just going to come on, and I'm, I'm going to do something. And he didn't tell me what it was. It was a surprise show for me. Um, and he scheduled a bunch of people... Uh, like Voita came on, I think Todd came on, um, Jeff came on and did this whole thing. Uh, Jeff uh, Cross um, did this like hilarious. I was just so confused. I think Shy and Jeff together actually, um, and, and they would just like pop on for a couple minutes and then um, and then switch. And like that that was some pretty handy juggling from uh, Olivier. That was really impressive stuff. But. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a, a really memorable show. I, I think uh, it's probably somewhere in the um, yeah at the it's a special episode toward the end of, of season one. Um, yeah, that that was pretty cool. Yeah, my most memorable guest is certainly Shy, um, and it was an episode where uh, right off the bat, I'm doing the introduction and he's whispering something into the mic and. <laughs> I, it just took everything I had to like really try and focus and get through the introduction and, and still like digest the stuff that he was 
whispering in the mic and it, it was awesome but um he's certainly entertaining and brings this level of uh excitement and just unexpectedness to it uh it's super fun all right, well, we're getting to the top of the hour, so let's squeeze a couple things in here. Um, I want to uh, give you guys a chance to tell everybody what you guys are up to now uh, these days, what you got going on. So let's go down that, and then we'll get to our picks and um, put a wrap on this puppy. So, Todd, what do you got going on these days? <laughs> a few things. Quite busy at the moment. Um, run my company, Ultimate Angular, if anyone's heard of this. And uh, I should send you guys some stickers. For, and Ken, I'm going to send him two. Um, so yeah, I, I basically, um, when my voice isn't terrible, record training videos, um, which we build like a fundamentals and then a pro to help pay people basically brand new to Angular 1 or 2. They can kind of hit the ground running, build something, and then take them to the crazy level in like the pro course. So that's um, pretty much what I'm up to, which is good. I've got some things planned for open source, but I've had to, I've been ill for like two weeks, like on and off daily. So it's kind of impacted my work stuff. Um, so yeah, I've got some stuff on the backlog, which should hopefully be here within the next, well, by the end of February. So yeah, I've got two things, which I've got a work in progress. It's a secret. So. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it at the minute. You're welcome to come back on the show and announce that secret whenever you want. Just let me know, and we'll, we'll make a spot for you. Uh, Kent, what do you got going yeah. on? I mean, I know there's a lot of buzz right now. Uh, Twitter's going crazy with, it seems like you've got 20 million NPM packages out there available. Every time I'm looking at the stream, I see something new coming out that you're putting out or, or has been out and just now getting buzzed. What do you got going on? Uh, well, um, yeah, so open source is something that I'm doing uh, quite a, a bit of. Um, I, I enjoy doing that, um, mostly just solving my own problems. Um, but uh, yeah, that, like, um, yeah, I've got, oh, I forgot. I was going to mention this. So I'm totally wearing my Angular Air shirt. Yeah, there aren't too many of these in circulation these days. Um, <laughs> I think we sold like maybe 20 of them or something, and I don't think that uh, there have been any more sold. So, yeah. Boom. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to mention that at the start. Um, so, uh, oh, and I should give a shout out. So, uh, Todd actually created the original logo. Um, and if you look at the, like on Podbean, go to audio.angularair.com and go to the very first show. That'll show you our, or like, not the first show, but like we had a text episode that was just explaining what the show was. Um, and, and that shows the, the original logo. But uh, the redesigned logo that looks like the Angular. I can't say Angular 2, right? So it looks like the Angular logo. Um, that came from um, my friend Justin McMurdy. Uh, he worked with me at uh, um, at Alianza, and he's awesome. So thanks, Justin. Uh, so yeah, anyway, things that are going on. Um, I work at PayPal for um, the P2P payments team. So if you want to send money to your friend, um, I am mostly on the cross-border side, so if your friend happens to be in London and is named Todd Motto, then that, um, that's how you would, uh, you'd use my flow to do that. Um, and so, yeah, spending a lot of time with that, obviously, is for my job. And then 
Um, also doing a lot of stuff for front end masters and egghead. Um, you know, kind of overwhelming myself with that stuff. And so I've taken a break from uh, conferences. I did like uh, 15 or 16 conferences last year. It's way too many. So I'm, I'm not doing, I'm probably not going to do any this year, actually. Um, and I don't know how long I'll, I'll take a break from that. Um, but I also like sunsetted JavaScript Air last year, uh, like in November. So I I'm pretty much have most of my time to hang out with my family and, and, uh, and do open source stuff and, and, uh, training related stuff, which is mostly the, the kind of thing that I'm doing right now. And it's fun. I'll, I'll probably get back into the, the podcasting thing eventually and, and the, um, uh, conference thing. Cause I like that a lot, but. Right now, I'm just hanging out here at home. <laughs> awesome. Well, definitely, everybody will be on the lookout for when you make your return, if you do. Um, so, yeah. And Jeff, what about you? Yeah, so I, I mean, I have work stuff and open source stuff for work. I'm the co-founder of a company called Get Human that if you have any customer service problem, you can either find the information to solve your problem at gethuman.com or... Uh, you know, you could pay us and we'll actually just solve it for you. Um, so it's useful in a, in a number of different situations. And a lot of the work that we're doing right now is just on making more efficient, <laughs> making it more efficient and uh, kind of getting the word out to everyone. So a lot of work on that and that's the main focus. Um, but I still do, you know, some open source stuff. I think the big shift sort of like how, you know, Kent uh, was talking about with his stuff. Um, you know, I used to, I did a ton of conferences last year, a ton of other things that I started to pare down. Uh, mostly because um, with work, it needs to be you know such a focus right now that um, I'm trying to just mix in open source stuff where it makes sense. And so my focus on the open source side now is with uh, mostly like local meetup groups, you know, where it's more aligned with my work stuff because it's a recruiting thing for me in addition to actually um, you know the things that I want to do. So I actually run two meetup groups now. I, I run our Angular meetup where we're um, continuing to kind of do a lot of like interesting things on a um, you know monthly basis but then also I just am starting this month a new AI meetup um, you know it's something that we use at work now to in order to automate a lot of the customer service uh, tasks that we do at work and um, you know there, there's not it, it's sort of nascent in, in some respect, um, you know, working with machine learning and AI, you know, there's definitely people doing it, but it's more like these uh, data scientists and and uh, math geeks from MIT and whatever. And uh, a lot of the work that I, in addition to the Angular stuff that I'm kind of continuing, you know, where I can, uh, you know, the, the biggest thing I want to do in the community over the course of the next year is to help make uh, AI kind of mainstream, um, you know, such that developers, you know, really talented developers who haven't had their gotten their hands dirty, you know, locally that we kind of push them over the edge. They they sort of uh, get past that that uh, initial block of like how to do some of this stuff. And then um, you know, that they're able to kind of use a lot of these like great tools that have kind of come out like TensorFlow and a lot of the cloud-based services to build, you know, much more intelligent apps. Uh, so that's sort of like in addition, you know, into the Angular stuff I'm gonna continue. That's like my new, you know, focus. Sweet, sweet. All right, well, let's wrap this thing up with some picks here, um, and then we'll close up the show. So, uh, hey, Jeff, why don't you just keep it going? You got some picks? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, three, three quick picks. One, um, 
you know, Angular Universal, a lot of changes that have been going on there. I have a link that I'll put in the show notes that it's in the process of being um, moved into core for the most part, into Angular core. And so actually with the Angular 4 release, which is going to come out uh, next week, uh, I, I think. Don't quote me on that, but like I, I'm not as involved in that stuff. But um, one, once it does come out, Angular Universal will actually be moved from this kind of separate library to part of the main core library and maintained by the core team, um, so, which is exciting for me too because I don't have as much time to work on it. Um, and so there'll be a lot more kind of innovation and movement on it with the core team kind of focused on it. Uh, second thing is uh, I'm starting to do a lot more with GraphQL and Apollo. So I'm, I'm doing a um, hackathon this, this week locally. And I uh, definitely encourage people to check out apollodata.com um, you know, to, to basically uh, how to use that um, or listen to one of Yuri Goldstein's talks uh, that are usually pretty good. And then the last thing is uh, you know, I usually try not to get uh, do anything political as much as I can on uh, these shows. But uh, this, this is, uh, I, I think, worth it that if you haven't watched the Saturday Night Live skit with, uh, about Sean Spicer with uh, Melissa McCarthy, it is one of the funniest things I've seen in like years. Uh, it, it is just hilarious. So, um, you know, maybe not to you, Todd, if you, you're not up on, uh, you know, American politics, but uh, for anyone here in the US, it is uh, absolutely hilarious, regardless of what side of the fence you're on. All right, cool. Uh, Kent. Cool. Yeah. So I've got a couple of picks, uh, mostly open source related stuff. So, a uh, project that I've been working on recently that um, has just been kind of fun is uh, Prettier ESLint. So if you've heard of Prettier by James Long, um, really cool idea is basically like the format of the code doesn't matter, so why do you spend time formatting the code? I mean, there's there's a real readability aspect, but if we could automate um, formatting code so that it's readable, then like why don't we just do that? And so that's what Prettier does is it formats your code for you automatically in a really nice way. Um, and what, but one of the things about it is, and like both a blessing and a curse, I guess, is that it's highly opinionated. Um, and so like if, uh, it has a couple of things that you can do, like you can say you want single quote or double quote, or you can say that you want uh, spaces around brackets or whatever, but there aren't um, a whole lot of choices that you can make with it. Um, and so if you have an existing project that's like really big and uses ESLint, and you don't want to like do a major like reformat everything all at once, um, then you can use um, uh, prettier ESLint, which basically like ESLint has this ability for many of its rules to automatically fix your code. And so lots of the time that's like formatting stuff. Um, and so um, you can use prettier ESLint to first run your code through prettier, and then it'll run it through ESLint with fix. Um, and it'll um, allow you like, one example that people hate uh, or lots of people really don't like is um, if you don't like semicolons and you configured ESLint to remove them for you, you can run it through Prettier, it'll add semicolons, and ES, uh, ESLint fix will remove the semicolons, and then poof, you have your code, the semicolonless code that you like, whatever. Uh, so that's just one example. It can do a lot more than, than that. But like the Prettier is really powerful, um, and so coupling that with the ESLint um, is really cool. So there's that, and there's an Atom plugin and a CLI tool as well. Um, and then another project that I've been working on recently that's been kind of fun is uh, p-s. I can't call it ps because that's actually a, a command um, in uh, Unix. So 
that's uh, p-s. Um, but uh, it's all the benefits of NPM scripts without the uh, cost of a bloated J uh, package JSON or limited J um, like the limits of JSON. So like JSON doesn't support comments. Um, and uh, um, this p-s thing um, allows you to have comments and, and descriptions for your, your scripts and stuff. Uh, so it's got a, a lot of really useful, handy features. Um, there's a, an, a free Egghead video about it, so you can go and like watch it in five minutes, see what it's all about. Um, and so that one's cool. And then a course called How to Use NPM Scripts as Your Build Tool. This is by Elijah Manor, um, and it's actually super, super good, full of really useful information. Um, and especially for those of you using Angular CLI, uh, you don't really need to have uh, like a grunt or gulp going on anymore. Um, you just a couple of scripts are, are good enough for you. So learning how npm scripts work could be really really valuable and really save you um, a lot of like extra bloat from one of those uh, a major task runner or something. So anyway, those are a couple of things. Uh, oh, and the that egghead course that I just mentioned is free for the next couple of days. So if you want to learn about that and you don't subscribe to Egghead, first subscribe. But if you don't want to, then um, uh, then you'll want to watch it uh, soon. So that's that. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Todd, do you have anything? Uh, I had two, but I forgotten one like a minute ago. Literally just forgot it. Um, it'll probably come to me, so bear with me. Oh, it was just there. Um, the first one, we'll shout out to Jeff Cross and Victor on post post Angular leaving. They're putting out some really good books at the moment, the Angular Router and Angular Essentials. So they're well, well worth a read. Well worth a read. Um, I cannot remember the second one. So let's bail on that. All right, sounds good. Yeah, they also have a bunch of blog posts that are doing and stuff. They're putting out some really good content, so that's that's a good one. Um, I got two picks. Uh, Making your Angular apps faster. Pascal over at ThoughtRam put this article out just a couple days ago, and uh, it's really great read, so people should check that out. And then um, just noticed today, saw some buzz about this Logitech Brio 4K Ultra HD webcam with Right Light 3 with HDR. I don't know. Um, sounds pretty amazing, so I'll check that out for a webcam. So those are my two picks. All right, well, that puts a cap on episode 100, a.k.a. 104.5, maybe? I don't know. But, hey, big thanks to Todd and Kent for you guys starting this thing, um, making this thing happen, making it a reality, and getting this thing cranking and going. Big thanks to Jeff for picking that thing up and keeping it alive. I uh, really hope that we can continue on this, this thing that you guys have created. And, and a big thanks to Justin for taking it from there and killing it. Here, here. Thank you, I appreciate that, I appreciate that. And we just hope to keep uh, providing great content for the community, be something that's super useful, as well as super, super positive and fun. And uh, here's to another 100 more. We'll uh, get the band back together again. Um, and then, as always, you guys always have an open invitation. Uh, just schedule a time you want to come on. You're more than welcome to come back on. So I'll see you guys at episode 250. Okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Let's do it. Yeah, I'll, right. I'll come on and, and uh, talk all about uh, talk y'all's ears off about uh, React or something. Just kidding. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, we're out. Thanks.
See you next Thanks. week. Thanks. Uh, this is great. Thanks so much, Justin. Yeah, thanks. Cheers, guys. <laughs>